0: You're listening to South Bend Beat, produced by Alpha Dog Podcast. I
1: put on, I put on, I put on, I put on, for my city, on, on, for my
0: city. When they see me in traffic, they say, Jesus, this week on South Bend Beat, we have Thiago Pinto. Chago is going to lead the South Bend Lions this summer. South Bend's first professional soccer team takes the field. He's also been the soccer coach at Bethel University in Mishawaka, and he has a pretty interesting story going from Brazil to Hawaii to Georgia to finally landing here and calling the South Bend-Mishawaka area his home. So we get into all of that. We ask some more fun, lighthearted questions. And this episode, like every other episode, is brought to you by Martin Supermarkets couple weeks we're gonna have Doug back you may have heard about fully grown men we're gonna talk some Martins what they have going on this month and next month and be sure to pop over there it's it's grilling season weather's turning go there get your drinks sodas wine your grilling foods they have everything ready to go usually as soon as you walk right into the door so head over to Martins get that checked out and enjoy this podcast with Tiago Pinto Thiago, how are you doing today?
1: I'm great. Thanks for having
0: me. Yeah, no problem. We are going to... So, it's no secret I don't know a ton about soccer. Um, I have surrounded myself, almost by accident, by people that do know about soccer. Um, I'm going to start this off with a couple of the questions I've asked them. One of them doesn't seem to be like a very good idea from a soccer (laughs) coach perspective. Um, Actually, I've been told you, you can't do it. So, my initial idea was, you know, when players line up for like a penalty kick right is that where the players are lined up yeah i asked them why not have a bunch of seven footers on the roster and put them out there but then i was told that once someone is subbed out they can't come back in back in that's right okay so that's never been uh and then i think William also said well then like you have to have seven footers that don't know what they're doing on the roster too (laughs) all right right, so that one's out so my second idea was uh do you know who malcolm gladwell is he's an author he writes uh he's written quite a few books He had – I think this was from Outliers, but his idea was every penalty kick should just go right down the middle. I I ran this by Ryan Yazel, who I know you know, last night. (laughs) And he said a few years ago that would probably have been a better idea, but he said now – goalies kind of take that into account right where there's three options so that one seems to be out too so (laughs) the all of my soccer recommendations have been
1: debunked we have to revisit after you uh watch a lot of the the lions games this summer yeah
0: and uh, i'm going to do and i am learning about soccer you know kind of through osmosis so let's get to your background um not from you're not from here no you were how old when you came here
1: uh i came in as a sophomore in college from atlanta via hawaii originally from brazil
0: so so brazil to hawaii yeah to atlanta where in hawaii uh hilo which island is that uh big island big island yeah i've never been to big island but i am always told that it's the most beautiful island is that true i think so yeah i'm biased right (laughs) (laughs)
1: lived there for years a great experience what what took you from
0: brazil to hawaii uh education okay um
1: you know, I was at a point in Brazil where you had really to pick between school, you know, academics and sports, and and uh, things were not going well. I mean, I was I was at a point playing at a high level with a very good team in Brazil, but um, really, second education kind of took a back seat, and and so, you know, my parents and I would just you know, this opportunity came across. Where we felt like you know this is a life opportunity, and and we took it. You know, my dad sold his his car to buy my airplane ticket. Wow! And I was off to Hawaii to finish my last year of high school. <laughs> That's crazy. So it yeah. was high school when he made the move. Yeah, yeah, high school with the intent of pursuing a, a college opportunity, and and I was playing at a high level. I was playing with the I was training with a pro team in Brazil, and 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 so uh, it was it was a hard decision, but it was one where you know I felt like you know there's a, it's a very tough environment. The the pro uh, the pro level and a lot of different sports and you know so um yeah so was it a short stay was it then college took you yep. to georgia college to georgia okay. and was there for for a year i had a good experience um and then uh came to bethel as a, as a transfer as a sophomore and and uh the rest is history so i'm a hoosier my wife's from around here uh i'm a grandpa now so it's uh, it's crazy my daughter's just graduated from bethel and 20 years you're in this community, so, so you're deeply ingrained uh, in the uh, Bethel very,
0: Mishawaka South Bend community.
1: Very, yeah, very, uh, very much.
0: Now I have to ask about so when you get to Mishawaka, you, you kind of had a lot of beautiful stops along the way. You were in Brazil, <laughs> then Hawaii, yeah. then Georgia. Yeah. Did, I love this area, but did you get here maybe the first winter? You were like, yeah, I don't, first I don't know visit. what's going
1: on. It was the first time I saw snow. I drove up by myself from <laughs> Georgia in oh. February and I got, the further north you drove you were like in uh, Indianapolis to <laughs> South Bend it was a snowstorm and I was like what am I doing what was it like <laughs> driving in snow when you'd never seen it, it? was uh, it was it was something else uh, you know it was a shock for sure um and you know I just you know when you know when you need you need to be in the right place and I just felt like when I stepped foot on campus and I met some people I just knew this is the place I, I needed to be and
0: can you recap from Bethel player up into taking the job as the Bethel men's coach?
1: Yeah, so I mean, I quickly I had a lot of injuries uh, during my college days, which you know allowed me to get involved. I was kind of more on the sidelines a lot of times, and and so from that perspective and being involved, always having a heart for me, a community, I had you know some some challenges, some adversity early on as a sophomore at though I had two blood clots in my brain, and oh wow. Uh, so that, that really put life at a very, you know, my faith and everything, what I believe. And, and so luckily, uh, you know, uh, things were kind of sorted out after the first semester. And, and uh, I was back playing, but again, had some, a lot of different injuries that, that kind of hunted me over the, the college years. And uh, again, it allowed me to get into coaching and, and be involved in a community. And, and, you know, right upon, uh, since I redshirted one year, I got into grad school and you know just coaching from high school club coaching everywhere serving and you know being involved in non-profit ministry and then going overseas uh you know started going to a lot of different countries and using soccer as a as a tool to to serve people to bring hope and and so that that kind of led me you know to um during my graduate school years uh doing a lot of those trips and then 2008 had the opportunity to uh, take the position at holy cross college as the men's coach there and only the second year there of the program and then the following year 2009 the position opened at bethel and i um, was was privileged enough to to come back to my alma mater and and it's been a, a great joy over the 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 years uh just seen a lot of I've got chance to marry guys guys who have kids now who now we're coaching and so just to see guys progress not only in the game but in life most importantly mm-hmm. and that's been a, a great joy so that's you know uh, that brings up to today and you know i can i can share more of the lion's story you know whenever a like. couple of quick questions um the so blood clots
0: in your brain was it like was it a team physical that caught that or were you having problems and you went yeah, in to I get having checked having up? some
1: problems yeah and got that checked up and then something showed in the one of the mris yeah and mm-hmm.
0: Before we get to some of the lion stuff, the importance, which someone who doesn't even follow soccer, I know the importance of soccer on a global scale, it's obviously by far the most global sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I think even in America, the first sport for many children is soccer. Yeah. Um, how are you able to use soccer as kind of like a rallying force for the community? Um, with camps, you get to have young kids come into it. Uh, is, is it always pretty neat to see the young kids come in and it's their first taste of sport mm-hmm. and they get to enjoy soccer?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a, uh, and it's a very simple game. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people talk about street soccer. That's my. Just roll experience. a ball out Throw there. a the ball out there yeah. and, and just play on the street and backyard. And so I think the. Uh, and the diversity of the game, you know, like you said, it's a global game, and 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 so and I think the with technology these days now it's you know kids are watching more, um, and so that's uh, it's all it's always a great platform, not just soccer but sports in general. When when you gather kids for a purpose, and 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 it's uh, it, it just becomes a means to an end, just not an end goal, you know, where you're able to to really uh, teach the game, but teach teach a lot more than just the game. You can kind of teach through the game. You can walk in uh, through the game uh, uh, with, with the, the youth and, and kind of see a lot of character revealed and opportunities to really uh, help them grow uh, in who they are. Privately, do you call the game soccer or football? <laughs> <laughs> like at home. It's <laughs> a... It's a uh i like it to say football but i mean i'm used to soccer as well yeah you know just being in a college game college soccer it's it's a unique um, so you're not uh, one of the people setup. that's real picky about it no, which is Yeah. Okay.
0: yeah. <laughs> all right let, let's talk some lions um it was very exciting from day one in yeah. south bend when it was announced right. uh to have the lions coming COVID through a wrench in the right. early days we're ready to get rolling i i i gotta i gotta admit I didn't expect there to be this much excitement yeah. around a team coming. Is that something you've been able to feel, um,
1: you know, as being the head of the Lions moving forward? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think this, and there's more there. To be mm-hmm. honest, I think there's a there's a lot of people who are excited, but I think that uh, as a community, I think there's a lot more. And you know, year one, it's great that we get to kick a ball, and I think the pandemic has has brought a lot of challenges across, you know, a lot of a lot of facets of life, but. Um, you know we're excited I think this is it's a great opportunity the, the USL is the second uh, fastest or the fastest growing uh, second tier league in the world um, and, and so there's a lot of communities like South Bend and Fort Wayne who are having expansion teams and with the ambition to to have a, a pro 10-month um, franchise and, and that's the goal you know and that's uh, we have a great ownership I think we have a lot of people in the community who are on board and, and I think this is Um, From day one, it's been a a great blessing in terms of uh, bringing people together who who have a passion for the game, who have a passion for community, and and to see a purpose fulfilled. What does roster construction look like? Like, how do you (laughs) fill out? Because I know with some of
0: the American sports, like with baseball, it's very regimented. You're drafted in, and then you're assigned. Uh Football, basketball, same thing. In this situation, how do you go about yeah, constructing so a roster? Is,
1: we're, we're part of a USL League Two, which is a pre-professional. So most of the players are under the age of twenty-three, and we draw a lot. The the, the pool of players a lot. Uh, we have a lot of college standouts. Mm-hmm. You know NCAA players, NEIA Division uh, Two. we also can you know roster young players uh, and guys who are. What's the youngest um, you can roster? Um, you can have as you know 16 17 8, 18 right. is our youngest player mm-hmm. um, you know so we also have a program that, that we're doing as a u18 uh, uh, select program that's kind of adds to the um, to the work that that our local clubs do um, you know we can talk more about that later but again it's our vision of, of also mentorship you know and, and being able to provide the opportunity for for players to to progress in a game and you um, and going to college and, and beyond.
0: A couple quick questions. We mentioned earlier. Ryan Yazel, who's a mutual friend of ours, yeah. um, I saw him last night, and he had a couple questions for you. He wants to know how, like, promotion or relegation looks at your level. Yeah. So his, one of his questions was, uh, your USL 2. Mm-hmm. If you play well enough, is USL 1 an option?
1: No, not necessarily. I mean, you can win the, you know, our division is we have teams in, in uh, Michigan, Ohio and, and Indiana, so mm-hmm. we have about 10, 10 teams in our division this year in our Great Lakes division, and you know Flint City is the current the last national champions in their USL League Two, um, but it's if you win the league, it's not a, a promotion that's it, not a got it uh, a Western uh, to European South American, but uh, I think the the way US soccer is structured and you know it's MLS USL is like the the second division, and within USL you have two pro leagues. And then you have your developmental league, which is the USL League two, which is, uh, you know, the future stars kind of play Mm -hmm. on USL two, you know, so that's why college players can keep their eligibility and you can, you know, draw top of the top players from, from uh, top schools and who are going to be in a draft or who are going to be playing MLS or USL uh, championship.
0: His other question
1: was US Open Cup. Is that like, if you play well enough, are you able to play in the US Open Cup? Yeah, I think there's an opportunity there. I think the calendar's a little bit different, but that's something that we, you know, I think we'll have to cross that bridge here in the future as we, as we grow. Uh, right now we're set up for, for just USL League 2 um, that will kind of play uh, May, June, and July.
0: Got it. So you mentioned um, the importance of the South Bend Lions in the community, and you mentioned local clubs. Uh, can you expand on that and, like, what your plans are to get the South Bend Lions out in the community and seeing people and helping people?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of initiatives. We haven't even kicked the ball in an official game, and I think we've been able to really do a lot of community engagement. That's one of the passions. We have two front office people, uh, Monica Scott and Matt Bellina, uh, who are just very rooted in our community and uh, uh, in unique ways and unique roles, and, and they have been involved in the sports, so both from uh, um, you know their background and having kids who play the game and, uh, involved with the local clubs coaching in so many levels and so they've been a huge part of you know what we do in our community we've, we've um, one of the things we did was we we started out with the, the U18 program that's a select program so we had tryouts we had about 90 close to 100 kids trying out and we'd be able to draw um, about 30 kids that uh, on the first year with the boys from an hour radius and and the idea is to provide mentorship high level coaching and competitive environment and so uh, where these kids come once twice a week and they get some specialized training that they wouldn't necessarily get uh, with their club or high school and so we're not taking kids away from the programs they're currently playing in. we're just adding value um, and really that that coaching to really help them progress uh, in the game and have an opportunity to to play collegiately and and some even professional so speaking for you specifically, you're a pretty pretty busy guy. So you have you're running Bethel Soccer,
0: you have South Bend Lions. Um, let's just take this time of the year. What's a typical day for you look like? Which I know can be tough to answer right now. <laughs> yeah. But if you could kind of condense what a typical day or two yeah.
1: day period for you looks like, yeah, w- I, what, what's your schedule look like? <laughs> <laughs> I try to plan as much as I can, but you know, just just uh, it's different every day. You know, I try to establish a routine in the morning. I mean, just it's uh, health is important, family is important. What's the first hour of your day look like? um, You know, first thing, I mean, it's uh, apple cider vinegar in the morning. Really? Yeah. So (laughs) I have a friend who swears by that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) With some lime, and it's you know, it's a tradition that uh, just get up and hydrate, and just take time to read the scriptures and and pray, and uh, try to fit in some exercise, and you know, and um, and then kind of get the day. Your Get first hour started. is a lot more productive than my first hour. <laughs> and that coffee, right? The yeah. caffeine. <laughs> caffeine is important. So.
0: And, and then, so, with your duties, does it just depend on what time of the year? If it's like, well, today's going to be a Bethel heavy day. Today's going right. to be a Lions heavy day. Is it just trying to be as efficient as possible with your
1: time? It's heavy every day with both. And, uh, I know, it's been a full year, you know, especially the pandemic. And, you know, at Bethel we've had a, a good year. And it's been a challenging, you know, navigating through such fluidity of of the season and things changing and protocols and, and hopefully we're kind of on the back end of that coming out of that i know there's there's a lot of news with you know whether it's vaccines or um things kind of head in the right direction but um and uh, you know the 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 lions is a lot of times evenings or you know uh, especially now in the summer it's a little bit it picks up a bit more what if, if someone asked for the elevator pitch on why should I go to a South
0: Bend Lions game this summer or why should I care about the South Bend Lions, what would your elevator pitch to them be?
1: Wow, that's a, that's a great question.
0: Like, it's so where are you going to be playing? Answer that first. Uh, TCU Schoolfield.
1: So, right, field which is already a big Park. feather in the cap. I mean, yeah. that, that's pretty cool over yeah, there. They've got a brand new turf there. I think it's a historical stadium in South Bend and, you know, very uh, connected to downtown. I mean, I think the Howard Park project and a lot of the. The new projects you see downtown bringing new life mm-hmm. and i think this just you know it's uh, i think the city's experiencing a good momentum and i think with the lions coming i think the the opportunity that's there to grow um but i think that i would hope that um people will come and, and not only see exciting things on the field but they'll feel the same rhythm and excitement that's happening in south Bend. Mm-hmm. um for those of us who've been here for a long time i think there's there's good things happening you know obviously everywhere there's challenges and and things but um, there's a lot of good happening and I think there's a lot of people who have a heart for community and I think uh, as they come in contact with our players or any of our staff that they will see that that we're very intentional about uh, community and um, not only growing the game but building uh, developing people as well.
0: And, I, and it's been pretty obvious for anyone that's followed you throughout your career, but it sounds like you really have a two-pronged approach when it comes to coaching. You do want to win games. You want to develop players, but you are also want to develop young men, community members, and help with communities. community. Is that something that's been important to you since day one of your yeah, career?
1: Absolutely. That's why I do what I do is, is equip in servant leaders mm-hmm. uh, through the game You know, who are, have a heart to transform communities. And as a byproduct of that, you can win more games. Yeah. You know, I think it's just a matter of focus. How you you know how you go about your process. You can be outcome focused, or you can be process focused, and and be the best that you've been created to to become. You know, and have a, a mission, and be very intentional about uh, growing into who you are and who you're called to be. And I think as a byproduct of that, you know, excellence and winning happens.
0: Now, soccer coaches and you specifically are very qualified to answer this. Something I've always been curious about. Um, l- let's even take your Bethel team, for example, a melting pot of nationalities, languages. Yeah. Is that a challenge, like stepping into that day one? Because with NAIA, you do have carryovers, but you're also going to have a lot of new blood every year. Um, what are some of the challenges to making sure that everybody's on the same page
1: and moving forward ahead? Yeah, it's uh, within soccer, that's a, a normal uh, uh, aspect of the mm-hmm. game, but it's for me, is a beautiful challenge. It's an exciting one uh, to have. You know just uh, like at Bethel we have 16 different nationalities <laughs> represented it's it's amazing out of how many players um, you know out of 26 <laughs> <you> know, so <laughs> wow it's uh it's quite amazing you know it's uh, and I think that that can be a, a strength um, you know I think the what the challenge is it's not necessarily there are cultural things that you have to navigate and know how to work through but a lot of times it's just it comes down to the same same thing is 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 what players want in to um, you know, everybody—it's—it's it's getting the 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 team over the self. You mm-hmm. know, it's—I think there are things that that cross uh, cultural line, uh, barriers that that. Yeah, you can get that across in any language. Any language, yeah. exactly. So it's just getting people to buy into uh, the team as a whole and what our purpose is, and I think that's where it becomes the most challenging. I think it, obviously, if you don't know how to navigate some cultural things you know because you you might have some players that grew up in africa and somebody who grew up in mishwaka and totally different worlds but i think you, you got to develop empathy and 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 just cultivate uh, leaders who are able to step in and drive certain standards now what
0: would be you came as a, a college soccer player you wanted to stay involved in soccer you got into coaching we have a lot of we have a younger demographic younger listeners and if they're very passionate about a sport and they want to stay involved whether that's on the front office side coaching do you have any advice for them Let, let's say a young coach and they they want to get to where you're at one day and say they're 20 to 22 years old do you have a piece of advice that you would give them
1: yeah absolutely i think get involved is one right find mm-hmm. ways there's there's places where um you know the sport you you, you love it's it's been uh, coached and taught and kids are playing or um and i think the biggest thing is i think you find role models you find mentors who uh you know you'd be amazed uh you know how many guys who would be willing to take their time to invest in in, uh, in a younger generation or, or really help people uh, become better coaches or uh, you know create a, a good pathway in a sports career
0: I have a few rapid-fire questions. Some will be on topic. Some will be off topic. We'll start with one that's typically skewed toward basketball, but I'm going to skew it toward soccer. Okay. You get a penalty kick, and the goalie is so – whoever your Bethel goalie is, okay? That's the goalie. If you make it, you get a million dollars. If you miss it, you can never text again. Are you going to take the kick? No. No No, no hesitation. No. Not doing it.
1: No. A million dollars not worth the –
0: I, su- I assume for recruiting you probably use texting exactly. a lot. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, I yeah. like that there was zero hesitation. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been stuck on an elevator? No, I haven't. Would you Would you be okay if you were? Or are you claustrophobic?
1: If I have my phone, I'll be okay. Yeah, if I can text. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: all. I'm always worried though that then I'll have no service. Yeah. And then then it's a wrap for me. Yeah, I'm right, all done. Right. Um, all right, so this one came from Jordan, uh, one of our co workers. He wants to know which Ronaldo is the real one, the first one or the second one?
1: You're asking a Brazilian that. Yeah. So that's I'll why he to, said. I have to go with the first one. Okay. He, that's I, what he thought you'd say. I got to see him. You know, I was a player at the, the team. He was, you know, he kind of broke through in Brazil, Cruzeiro. Uh, he was 16 years old, and I was maybe 12. And so I got to see him really close and, and really explode and become a, a world phenomenon um so i mean i love the other ronaldo too i think he's you know one of the greatest of all time the old ronaldo
0: so his follow-up to that was on the first ronaldo
1: were you a fan of the haircut um i couldn't care much but you know i think i think knowing the background of his haircut Mm -hmm. um appreciate it was a a way to take the focus away from an injury he had Mm -hmm. and and that allowed him to to uh play in a an important game and deliver and perform. Yeah. be there. So Did you see Ted Lasso?
0: The TV show have you ever seen Ted Lasso? No. So add that to the top of your to-do list. Okay. Um it's kind of like a mindless half-hour comedy, but it's about a college football coach from Wichita, Kansas that goes and takes over a Premier League team uh because the owner wants the team to do poorly and it's about just a clueless dude taking over a team. Pretty good show. It's uh, yeah. Check that out. Okay. Let's do a couple more that are off topic. Um, do you think it's acceptable for a man to use a gift card on a first date? We get answers all over the board on this. So there's no wrong answer. Put it this way. Would you use a gift card on a first date? If it's, uh,
1: the right restaurant, yeah.
0: That there. so Okay, so that's the most common answer. Yeah. Is Most people are like, well, Applebee's maybe not. But right, like, right, yeah. right. Okay. Um, would you rather have a full-time chef, masseuse, or chauffeur for the rest of your life? That chef. you don't have to pay. Chef? Oh, yes. What are some of your favorite foods?
1: Brazilian food? Yeah. What, <laughs> so what
0: is Brazilian food? Um, like, what are some examples? We eat a lot of red
1: meat. Okay. Um, but oh, yeah, because
0: the Brazilian steakhouse is obviously, yeah. Yeah,
1: so, yeah. so the... But a lot of fresh salad, and I think the how we cook the rice and the beans, and a lot of garlic. So it's not necessarily spicy, hot, you know, food, but um, full very, of flavor. flavored, yeah. very flavored, and full of garlic. Is
0: the best steaks in Brazil? Will you get the best steaks? The
1: Argentine's there? wouldn't agree,
0: but <laughs> but we think so. Um, let's do a couple more. Um, the strangest thing you've ever eaten.
1: Ooh, i have a story yeah um, i'd love to hear it um so i've done a lot of trips one of you know I used to go with our church ecuador a lot and did a lot of uh some soccer but we went into the jungle and uh on one of the trips and flew in in a community and and we had a small group and and so part of being welcome there and in is you have to eat with them right so they they brought this food out on a banana banana leaves and the bananas were great all the fruit was great but you know they brought this bowl with some red meat in it and we're eating and we're like oh, we didn't see any cows uh, <laughs> <all the way laughs> in, so should we ask what this is and so that uh, was a monkey oh okay oh <laughs> was it good it was okay tough yeah, I, I imagine a little bit yeah yeah I need a little salt you know
0: at what point did you find out it was monkey. About ball halfway through. <laughs> 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 Did you keep going? Yes. <laughs> I would have too. I mean it's an experience. Yeah, now you yeah. gotta come tell that story on podcast. Yeah. Um do you have any go to desserts or are you a non dessert guy?
1: Uh, I
0: cheesecake is yeah. I'd say is one that's up there. Um the do you have any pet peeves on airplanes? like uh, uh one we hear commonly are people reclining into you um sometimes people go barefoot on planes do you have any pet peeves that kind of set you off
1: on planes uh, i've traveled a lot and that's a it's a great question uh um i would say maybe early days i would say maybe baby crying but oh, yeah. uh, i'm uh i'm past that now i think uh, i can sleep through that or i can bear that for sure do you have a
0: another question from Jordan? Do you have a uh, like European club that you're a fan of? I
1: was a I was always an FC Barcelona fan. So okay. Johan Cruyff has been a, a huge uh, loved uh, when he was a player. But you know, I got a chance actually another story to spend a week at his house or um, really a few years ago in south of Barcelona in Sitges, and that was an amazing experience. And you know, how'd that come about? Uh, was through a coaching course and uh, introduction from you know, Bobby Clark um, with one of his former players. Bobby Clark was a coach at Notre Dame for 15 years, and he was a mentor of mine, and, and so one of his former players married uh, um, Johan Cruyff's uh, daughter and started an academy and uh, a coaching education program, and so I had a chance to go in 2017 and, and spend a week with them there, and it was a fantastic experience. Now, I want to wrap up with giving you the floor to plug
0: anything South Bend Lions. So, where people can get tickets, where they can start watching games. You're wearing Mm -hmm. some of the merch. If people can buy merch, let them know where to
1: do that. Social media, just fill everybody in. Yeah, just just go on southbendlions.com. You know, all the news. I think there's some news coming out this afternoon uh you know we have our us LCS. this afternoon so by yes, the time so yeah. they're going
0: to hear this on monday so by right. the time they hear this yes. the news will be out, the news will be okay. out.
1: yeah and and uh wrap the you know so that's you can find the merch season tickets uh you know our opening games at kalamazoo on the 15th you know it's not very far uh, people can it's only an hour away uh the trip there, and then um, the twenty ninth is our big home opener uh, at TCU School Field. So we'd love to have the community out there and and support the Lions. And pack it as much as we're allowed to pack it. Right. Get there and yeah, be loud. I think, yeah, we're working through that, but it looks like it's promising.
0: Awesome. One more thing I wanted to mention before we let you go. Um, I saw you joined the forty under forty club. Oh yeah. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Some people were more upset that I was under forty than, uh, yeah. <laughs> than actually got the <laughs> yeah so you saw i saw that come through i always scan it for names that i know saw your name on there so yeah yeah, that's pretty cool and we cannot speaking from like the South Bend Beat family cannot thank you enough for everything you're doing for South Bend. Yeah. Everyone's very excited about the Lions. Of course, the soccer fans are very excited. Even people that don't know much about it, I'm very excited to go and watch. Awesome, yeah. um, so everybody's looking forward to that. And uh, again, thanks for your time today. I know uh, you're a busy man. Had to put the phone away before you started That's recording. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so thanks for giving <laughs> us thanks for giving us a portion of your day and filling us in on the South Bend my Lions.
1: Pri- my privilege and. Thanks, thanks for having me. Really appreciate what you guys all are doing, and I think you know it's it's people like us. I think uh, we share a similar passion for community, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot good happening in South Bend. You guys are definitely part of that, and.
0: Let's keep that beat going, right? For sure. Everybody Thank I you, Chago. We
1: really it appreciate it.
0: this This has been a production of the Alpha Dog Podcast
1: Network. Find more shows at alphadogagencycom podcast.